Entrepreneurs can get stuck in their head. If you dream of changing the world, but you're not sure where to start, the Add Value to Entrepreneurs podcast will help you transform your life and business. This podcast is for entrepreneurs who want more freedom and fulfillment from their work so they can live the life that they desire. You deserve it, and it is possible. It's time for you to add value. This episode is brought to you by Perfect Publishing. Perfect Publishing is a different approach to publishing a book. Perfect Publishing is sharing a project of hope. We carefully chose heroes of hope who exemplify living a life they created through faith, hope, patience, and persistence. No matter what page you open to in this mini cube of hope, you will find a leader with a big heart. You see you are not alone. The authors may share similar challenges that only hope and action could resolve. Get your free ebook at getadoseofhope.com. Get a dose of hope.com. Our guest today is Rocio Perez. Rocio is the founder and CEO of Inventiva, an international best selling author of Unstoppable Seven Steps to Becoming a More Intentional Leader. Rocio is an inclusion and diversity thought leader and trainer. She helps you become an even greater leader when you discover and apply your hidden talents through recognizing, harnessing, and strengthening existing capabilities, as well as developing new ones. She works with clients to unlock their talent potential. Leadership is not only learned, it is lived and practiced and predictable. Rocio and Robert and Noel Peterson share a wonderful conversation about her work in helping people to be unstoppable. She's the author of Unstoppable, Seven Steps to Becoming a More Intentional Leader. She shares her own entrepreneurial journey as a single mom and Latina seeking to elevate her community and empower others on their own journey. Well, Rocio, thank you so much for joining us today. I'm so excited to have this conversation and learn more about you and your business and just uh, can't wait to uh, dig into this. Likewise. Well, thank you so much, both of you. You two are amazing rock stars. I love what you're doing in the world and so excited to be part of your podcast. So typically, I just let each guest share their entrepreneurial journey and give us an idea of what they've learned a little bit along the way and where they are now. Most definitely. Well, thank you. My entrepreneurial journey, I would say, started off at the age of five. I was actually selling copper, if you could imagine. I saw that my brothers were making money. They would go and strip copper from wire that they would find in the yard. And I'm like, I want some money too. I want to go buy candy. So I learned, can you imagine a little girl stripping copper right there, stripping the wire? And then I'd go down to the junkyard down the street and they would buy it. And so I'd run over and grab my little caramels and loved it. So it started from there. And I would say as I continue to grow, by the time I was eight years old, I was helping my great aunt get around the home. And I was also helping another aunt clean her house, running errands. So it's always been this entrepreneurial journey along the way. I've had the privilege to work with an amazing friend who was an extraordinary entrepreneur when I was working with her. So I've learned a lot along the way, including you know, to the more recent years, or let me take you back to 15 plus years ago, where I started off another business and helping people get what they wanted from a marketing perspective. I was communicating with the Hispanic market and the English speaking market and being that bridge in both markets. So it's always, I've always had this curiosity for how do I bring solutions? 
And speaking of some of those solutions, that led me to work on the area of leadership development, helping people achieve what they wanted. And that's where Inventiva, and actually Inventiva has quite a bit of a backstory. The moment that I woke up as an individual, and I'd say woke up, I was on top of the world at the age of 33. I had the car, the house, the kid, the education, the business. I was an empty nester, and I was 33. And as I turned 34, life woke me up into an even more amazing entrepreneurial journey. I woke up in the middle of the night one day, disoriented, ended up in the emergency room to only find out days later on my 34th birthday that I had a brain tumor. And being told that I can have a stroke and die any moment woke me up to the reality that I hadn't lived. I was out chasing money as an individual. I was chasing the next opportunity. I People in my office couldn't even keep up with putting in the business cards into the data system and following up with people. And really, this journey has probably been one of the most extraordinary journeys. This is where Inventivo was born from where I've learned how to say, hey, this is all I have in life as an entrepreneur, as an individual, as a person, what would I do for the rest of my life? And for me, it was to help people connect with themselves and discover what was important to them. And so that they wouldn't be at the end of their life facing death in the face like I was and saying, I haven't lived. And from that, my passion continued to evolve in creating products and services. I brought out unstoppable seven steps for becoming a more intentional leader in that as well as people were asking me like Rocio, how do I take you with me and I'm like oh I wanted to help even more people and it was unrealistic on the one-on-one I needed to take it to a different level and I brought it out in a book I've also continued to work along the years and said wow this is amazing we have the book it's helping people and then I said hmm how about I do another thing And so I dedicated my life to bringing out over the next decade, the mind shift game, the game that makes you a winner on here as well and helping people so that they can do auto coaching. Who better than the coach us than us in the world? And so we have a company now called Virtuous who that also focuses on helping people get touched, moved, inspired by their own vision, by themselves, And again, who better to lead them than themselves? And that's something that brings me a lot of love and joy. So that's where my journey started. And I've had a a wild story in addition to that journey, but please. Well, thank you for sharing that. So let's talk about, obviously you mentioned your mindset games. So let's talk about the the importance of of mindset and and the, the focus on your thought life. Well, I think that is probably one of the most important things. It is the mindset and mind shifting, the reason that I'm here today. I I grew up in extreme poverty and abuse. And the only thing that I had as a little girl was a dream, which was my vision. That was my guiding light that kept me moving towards it. I shouldn't even be alive to begin with. I've been sexually, mentally, physically abused in many different ways by my own parents and people around me, my own caregivers. And the only thing that I had were my thoughts and the actions and what I did in my life and held steadfast to that that vision that I knew that anything was possible and probable in this world because I saw it somewhere, whether that was on TV, at school, whatever, 
And for me, that's where the game came from. That's where my entire coaching career over the past 26 plus years has been is helping people see their own belief. You know, when we can believe something, it doesn't matter whether it's manifested here in the world. If we can see it and we can hold on to that vision, anything and everything is possible. Like I was that girl that at the age of 15 divorced my parents. I was that girl who had a baby at the age of 15. I had a six month old baby when I was knocking on the community college of Denver's doors to let me in, divorcing my parents because of a vision, because I knew that there was something better in the world. And as I continued to transform and grow and help people from all over the world, I was fascinated by the mind. I was fascinated by what was possible. And I discovered that there was a number of things that made everything possible. If you know where you're going, as long as you have your own roadmap, it doesn't matter who, because nobody knocked on my door, unless somebody knocked on your door this morning to ask you where you were going <laughs> and how to get there, what they can do to support you. I had to support myself. I had to figure out what are the steps. I had to hang on to my own roadmap over and over again, over and over again to say, hey, you know what, where am I going? How do I find that next person, that next mentor, that person that can help shine some light in this process? And that's where the game originated from is to bring all of what I've done for my high level paying clients into a system where people can do it on their own time and that it's very accessible to practically almost everyone in the world that it is accessible, that they can guide and lead themselves. The game molds itself around the individual as, again, that they continue to, to grow and expand themselves. And like, who knows better than us what we do? I believe that we're perfectly whole and complete as we are in the inside. And I'm here only to provide a process to help them auto-reflect and look inside of them so that they can discover their own gifts and their own insights in this world. That's where it came from. That's so fantastic. So you mentioned mentors. How do you find them and how have they helped you? Wow. I have found them by knocking on doors. Something very interesting in my career as I reflect on it, I was always with people that were 20 to 30 years my senior. <laughs> and I discovered that what I realized, Noel, as a, at a very young age is that the people that were in my environment were not the people that I wanted to be like. I saw the life. And so when you talk about mentors, I decided that I wanted to be around people that were older, people that were more experienced, were people that knew where they were going, what they wanted and how to get there. And so at times it would be, I would just ask somebody a question, do you mind if I call you? It didn't necessarily need to label it as a mentor, although it was a mentor, because some people get scared and like, oh, do I have the time to mentor somebody? Do I have the time to be there with somebody? Do I have to provide a system? Whatever. Sometimes people only mentored me for half an hour, an hour a day. Whatever that was, I got what I needed to go on to that next level. And then I, again, and then on top of why I have the seven steps to becoming a more intentional leader in there, there's a process on half the book. There's a process that takes you through that process that I went through. The same, the very same process, which is about tapping into your own greatness and figuring out there's even a place there that has a strategic plan for your life. What does that look like? That is your roadmap. 
That is what it looks like. If you know what it looks like, you can start filling in the gaps and filling in the gaps. I wanted to go to university, for instance, when I was 15. And it was a long shot. I had a sixth grade education. I had only completed the sixth grade. How in the world do you expect being a Latina, single mother in an abusive relationship, my family didn't care, teen parents, working menial jobs to be able to do that. And for me, that's where I started to connect and discover, you know, who are these people that know where I'm going? They may not be there forever. And trust me, nobody's been there forever. It was a short period of time. Sometimes it was longer periods of time. And sometimes even the people that I considered mentors, like I would say mom and pops who passed away a couple of years ago, they were in their 90s. And I came to them and I'm like, wow, thank you for, for being there for me. I'm like, honey, we never did anything for you. We just listened. Sometimes being a mentor is somebody that just listens. And I would bring up these big, hairy, audacious ideas of what I wanted to create. And they were there to listen. And that's what they did. That's all I needed was somebody to listen. Well, and there's there's definitely some power in, in borrowed belief as well, yes, right? Rather than sure. having people that you recognized earlier early on were were taking energy from you rather than giving you energy finding people that listen and believe in your big hairy goals and believe in in your ability to accomplish great things there's real power in that mm -hmm. there is real power in that and and borrowing even from the past from the present from the future and i think we don't give that enough credit that i can borrow towards a future vision i wanted to become a teacher what i borrowed from I would get up at three o'clock in the morning after I went to bed at midnight, pack lunches, be walking down the street with a two-year-old in my arms in the snow with a backpack. Like it wasn't easy. What I borrowed from was that future. Like I know where I'm going. I know where I'm going. That's all that matters. That mm -hmm. where I'm going is better than where I'm at. Oh, that's pretty good. So you mentioned, obviously, you had a real recognition that the people that were around you were not helping you and your ability to divorce your parents, as you said. Um, you know, Jim Rohn talks about the five people that are closest to you are, are who you become like. So let's talk about the value of boundaries and, and being able to protect those boundaries because not everybody can walk away from their parents in the way that you did. Um, and that's a pretty strong boundary to create for yourself. That is a very strong boundary. And looking back as an adult, as a 46 year old female, Latina, looking back, it's wild to think, I'm like, wow, but this little girl had so much power. Mm. She had so much, como le decimos en español, fortaleza. She had <laughs> so much strength to move forward within that. And what I'd say, not everybody has it. You know, I, I get it. And not everybody wants to separate themselves. That's what I did, right? That's what I felt I needed to do. And for me, those decisions were life and death. You know, either I live or I die at, in their hands. And I said, no, I want to go ahead and create. But for those of us, you know, that may have those supportive families and systems and so forth, or, you know, maybe influencing people is probably one of the greatest things that we can do is influence people through our actions, not through our words. Because a lot of people sit here and like advice only serves the person that gives it. Let's be honest, right? <laughs> because it's it feels great. We're like sharing it. You know what? I don't give advice to anyone. I share my journey. I plain and simple. I share my journey. If somebody wants to join me on their own transformational journey, come along, you know. 
And the most important thing, people start to see what we're doing. And they're like, wow, she did it. She did it. She did it. After I went to university, I've had so many nieces, nephews, cousins, people that went on to university because I went on to university. Not because I told them go to university. I did it because I, I continued to lead, silently lead. To me, there's a, a thing of silent leadership. And we don't see that very often. So, Well, that's just, that's the example, right? Of, of You know, most people get that example from their, their family or, or closest people. But sometimes you have to go to somebody else. And you became that example for others by, by living your dream. Yes. Uh, so connections. How do you make connections and what have they done for your business? Well, I would say that for the first 20 years of my life, I started volunteering and connecting with people in many different facets of life. And it was through networking. It was through authentically sitting down, having a conversation, getting to know them, getting to figure out what I've discovered after doing that, giving, being that go-giver, that person that's constantly being there, helping them in whatever way they need support is that in now I can borrow from that. Now I can go back and knock on their door and say, hey, I would love support with this. And people are like, oh yes, of course, right? They know that they're there and I know that they're there to support me as well as I'm there to support them too. So one-to-one -one relationship building is probably the greatest asset that we have. Oh, absolutely. So let's let's talk about the power of taking that one to one relationship a step further and creating collaboration. Mm, I love it. You know, Robert and all, this is fascinating. In 25 minutes, I know after sitting down with somebody, I used to sit down in the beginning of my career. I'm like, okay, you know, let's talk about business. Let me tell tell me what you're doing. Let me tell you what I'm doing. And that would take roughly about a year to get any like authentic conversation. And I, I'm sure you understand what I'm talking about. Like it's like, it's always business, always business, always business. And what I started to do before the pandemic is that I would set up a, an hour of coffee and I just wanted to listen to their life story. Tell me who you are. What were the three things that shaped you? You know, what impacted you in your life? Where, where do you come from? Like, tell me about yourself. And it was that humanity that started connecting. As a matter of fact, through the pandemic, using that same system, I brought my meetings down to 25 minutes and said, okay, 25 minutes, let me connect. I made partnerships all over the world. In 25 minutes, just listen, simply listening to somebody and saying, hey, tell me about yourself. And really acknowledging them where they felt that they were heard. I would say that 98% of the time, either they're going to be a connector or a business partner in some sort or had somebody to introduce. And it was that authentic and that quick. As a matter of fact, I wouldn't even share what I was doing or my story much. You know, I'd probably share three to five minutes. Out of those three to five minutes, I would have people say, wow, like, I really love what you're doing. Let me volunteer for you. Let me help you figure out your marketing or let me help you do something. I want to be a contributor to what you're doing. And that was fascinating because it was, I'm, I'm about here for you. Let me see how I can support you, how I can leverage my knowledge, skills, abilities, resources, networks to support you on your journey. 
Mm, so powerful. We will be right back after this short break. This episode is sponsored by the newly released book, Dream Life Planner, Move from Tired and Overwhelmed to Free and Empowered by Noelle L. Peterson, available on Amazon, or you can order a personalized signed copy at empower, E-M-P-O-W-E-R, to dream.com. That's empower, number two, dream.com. If you enjoy the show, please like and subscribe, leave a review, tell your friends. Welcome back. Let's get back to more greatness. So you mentioned volunteering. How has contribution impacted your business? Wow. Volunteering has helped me in so many different ways that it's gotten me on status. It has gotten me in places that at times I couldn't even afford. Okay. Let's be honest. Sometimes those tickets are very expensive. $6,000, $7,000, you know, even when they were a couple of hundred as a upcoming student there, (laughs) graduate, figuring out how do I get in the door? That brought me in the door. Not only did it bring me in the door, it brought me in the room to mingle with the very people that I went ahead and built relationships with. What a constant. That was what volunteering got for me. It got me those deeper relationships. It got me authentic communication and conversations. And it also got me to step out of my comfort zone. The more that I walked into that room, and trust me, most of the time I didn't know what I was doing as a volunteer. I had no clue in the world. Politics, I didn't even know about politics. Our family never talked about politics when I was growing up. I wanted to teach my son about politics. I did it through volunteering. And we both learned on the ground. So it gave me an opportunity to bond with him, to connect at a different level, to learn something that I didn't know, to grow relationships that I would have never had access to. Volunteering is probably one of the greatest kept secrets ever. I think a lot of people have a misconception that they're giving of themselves. We receive far more than what we actually give. And that's, that's been through my experience. Absolutely. Character development, obviously personal growth journey is, is been a huge part of, of your, your own journey. And of course, it's what you help your clients with. What, what allowed you to develop your character the most, or what had the biggest impact in, in your character growth after leaving your family? I would say the greatest impact is that I was always bold. The fact that I was bold right there, the fact that I was willing to step outside of my comfort zone, the tough experiences. I'd like to say that I have a triple PhD in the school of hard knocks because it was a school of hard knocks. It was a difficult journey and it was a beautiful journey along the way as well because I got to learn how to have confidence. I got to learn how to take bold actions. I got to learn how to tap into what, you know, everything that shapes us today, seeing that for myself, you know, even some of the strengths that I talk about, it's courage, confidence, vision, power, energy, like belief, all of that has shaped the course of my life, where I've been, where I'm going, and very excited to say how people get to discover themselves through the work that we do. They get to discover, they get to do their own work. How has gratitude helped you? That's a beautiful question right there. It has helped me mold myself. It is the first question that I answer every morning. It's on my nightstand. 
it's the first thing that I look at. What am I grateful for? Gratitude took me from being a homeless girl with a four-year-old sleeping on the floor in our first apartment to later becoming who I've become, just being grateful, being grateful for the fact that I have a roof over my head, that I have a soft pillow to lay on, that I have warm blankets, that I have food, that I can be appreciative and grateful for anything and everything, the smile, the ability to get upset too. Like I have the ability to walk. There was a point in time in my life where a doctor looked at me straight in the face and said, you will be in a wheelchair Mm. by the time you're 30. Gratitude gave me an opportunity to say thank you. Like, thank you right now. I'm, I'm, I'm walking. I'm standing. I'm here. And I think without gratitude, we don't get to see the gifts that life has before us. We miss it. So you mentioned gratitude first thing each day. What other routines are important to you? Well, so the routine, I, I take myself through my own game. As a matter of fact, we're in the process of launching it. Part of that, too, is looking at my strengths, looking at the feelings, looking at what are the bold actions that I'm going to take every single day, looking at also the meditation component of it, visualization. I have a lot of a lot of time I spend before I even get out of bed. Like I get out of bed if I can help it when I'm happy, when I feel in love with myself and with life, I get out of bed then. I walk myself mentally through the day to figure out how do I get through from point A to point Z. Then I go work out. Either I'm walking outside or I'm working out with my trainer, whatever that may be. I have that privilege to do that. And then I come in, you know, I've already done my journaling, my workouts, nice shower, nice breakfast. And I'm like, hello world. Hi, now I'm here to serve you, right? First, I must serve myself. And that's one of the greatest lessons I've learned was serving me first. Those are my rituals. Those are my daily routines. And I love to change things up every single day. As I become more conscious, I like to change things up. It helps me learn and grow and expand in ways that I would only be a robot if I continue to do the same things over and over again, right? Hmm. Our mind doesn't think. So obviously, you came from an abusive family abusive situations and share the the power of forgiveness or how forgiveness has helped you in focus on yourself and not get caught up in or or stay caught up in the drama of the past. Wow. (laughs) You asked some really great questions. Okay. (laughs) One of the things that I discovered is that I had, I thought I had forgiven. Okay. I, what actually what I had done was numb myself. Mm. There's a difference, right? I walked around numb and I, oh, my life was perfect. You know, my parents did the best that they could. That was my line. They did the best that they could with what they had and what they knew. No, that's not true, right? There was an impact on me. There was an impact of the things that I believed about myself. I grew up believing until I was in my mid thirties that I was ugly. Because my own mother said, you're ugly. I believe that people couldn't help me because my own mother said at the age of eight, I'm never going to help you. Don't ever ask for help. Right. I grew up with all these different patterns that I shouldn't even be here to begin with. 
And yet it was the brain tumor that brought me to forgiveness. It brought me to awareness and it woke me up. It's like, wake up. You haven't dealt with this. This is still here. Even if you try to deny it, it's still here. This is where you come from. Let, let me help you see your pain and let me heal, help you heal your pain. And I did the hokey pokey, you know, there was a moment in time that I left to San Diego. As I'm living in San Diego, I started opening up my heart. Like, I remember the day I came to tears. We were volunteering again. This is where my whole career has been too, is volunteering, giving back. I had received so much. I felt so appreciative to this group of professionals that were giving of their time so that people like myself can break through and have a better life. And I said, I want to go. And I was following from Denver to California to wherever they were going. I was following on my own time and my own time. Okay. For everything, hotel, food, everything, life. And then we're in the circle one day. And I had this epiphany before we started the event. It was this night before the event. And I'm sitting in the circle and it's my turn. And that was the moment that I realized that I didn't need to be perfect in order to be loved. That I deserve to be loved just to be loved because I exist. And it was a journey of releasing, taking a look. And a lot of the times I would look and I'm like, oh, that is so ugly. And I would turn my head back around and I'm like, okay, I've got to look at it. You know, and I have to acknowledge it and I have to like start to mourn and go through that process of what it was that I lost because I lost a lot. I didn't have a childhood. Okay. I didn't have my teenage years as normal teenagers would have. I was raising a baby and being essentially a housewife. Like what a concept. I was a wife. I said, I wasn't technically a wife, but that was my role into that to have those responsibilities way before my age. And I remember one day as I continued to grow and expand and grow and release, I was at this conference had brought in one of my clients from out of state. She was in the front of the room and facilitators there. I'm in the back of the room observing. I'm like, I'm wondering when she's going to break through. Let me tell you, the one who broke through was me. <laughs> I brought her to break through. I was the one who broke through. And there was that moment right there, Robert Noel, as I'm looking at her and looking up front, I'm like, I had complete gratitude. It was like, thank you, mom. And like, thank you for beating me up. Thank you for being mean to me. Thank you for everything that you did to push me away. Because if you hadn't done that, I would be living your life. Mm. And that was one of those moments of like, mm. like I get the gift in this experience. And I also get the gift when I had a conversation with my mom. I was actually at a workshop, very similar to the ones that, to go through experiential type work so we can release and get into forgiveness. And I'm like, okay, mom, let's start all over again. You know, it was probably like the hundredth time that I've been, that I had been saying that over a 20 year period. And that day I walked back in to the room where, where everybody's in there again to share what they got out of those experiences and conversations. And I'm like, yeah, you know, I, I told my mom that I'd forgive her and we'd move on to, and the facilitator looked at me and goes, but you don't forgive her, do you? Like you have it more than that in a sense. And I'm like, no, I have it. So on my next break, I had a phone call again with my mom and I'm like, mom, 
I don't forgive you for what you did. And in that instance, it gave me power to be human and to stop numbing myself. As a matter of fact, even her voice in my ear changed. Her voice changed. She stepped into a place of power, like, oh, you don't forgive me? Okay. Like she no longer needed to be victim because my mother felt that she was a victim of everything that she had done. And I think, you know, we're all in our own process. There's a moment of having to release and be with whatever is there. And it's normal to go through these processes. I think so many of us jump in from like, this happened, I forgive you. No, like there's a process and there's a process for all of us. And I think forgiveness has been my greatest gift to say that I find something every day, even myself. I think sometimes we have so much that we have against ourselves. I, I didn't do this or I treat somebody bad. And we carry it. We carry it like baggage. We carry it like stones with us everywhere we go. And then we wonder why we can't connect with other people. If we can't forgive ourselves, we can't authentically forgive others. Oh, so you true. You cannot give what you do not have. Hmm. But and, and recognizing that that part of the forgiveness process is grieving the the, the loss and grieving some of the things that that you missed out on or or felt you know made you different. And so, so powerful. How has being a mom been a blessing to your entrepreneurial journey? Wow. I think it's been a huge blessing because I had to figure it out very, very quickly. And I know that it, it's given me also the opportunity to be there with my son, to be in the middle of the day. Oh, in the middle of the day, I can take some time off and go have lunch with him. What a concept or be at events or do whatever it takes. And also it's been a huge gift to see what's possible to demonstrate to my son that it doesn't matter where you come from. It doesn't matter who you are. Being an entrepreneur is a great asset because when you know how to work for yourself, you're not relying on others to do that for you, to bring you that work. And I think it's probably one of the, excuse me, one of the greatest experiences for my son is to see that, that he too can do whatever he pleases. Yeah. All right. So speaking of your son, what do you, what do you love to do in your free time? What, and what did you guys well, love to do together? Oh my gosh. When my son was growing up, one of the things we loved was hosting people on the weekends. I love hosting his friends. He was an only child. And therefore I had the, the privilege to wake up Sunday morning or even on Saturday mornings and do a brunch for him and his friends. Love to host people. I love to dance. I love to hike. There's so much that I love about being around people and it's constantly around people. I'm definitely a kinesthetic touchy feely type of a person that loves to be around people and be of service to others. Nice. What has been the impact of being an author? The impact of being an author has been extraordinary because it has given me recognition that I hadn't considered in the past from even from growing up and owning it like today owning it is it feels great to know that I'm making an impact in the world it feels great that when I'm walking around and sometimes I've had people walk up to me pull the book out of my hand hand me their credit card not even asking me if I was selling the books that I've carried a stack of books who knows maybe I could have been 
taken it to somebody and they pull it out and like, let me have this to know that it's helping shape the life of people so that they can discover themselves. It was a dream. It was one day when my son was 16 years old, I said, son, someday I want to create this program that's going to help single mothers and it's going to help people and whatever. And I remember driving down the highway in 2019 and out of the blue, I turned around and looked at my book and I'm like, wow, that's exactly what I said I would create. And like, it's right here. And it's been very fulfilling to hear people say that they needed it or it's helped them that, wow, I could be unstoppable. Like I needed that right now, that part of joy and part of hope that they get to take with themselves. Mm, so valuable. All right. What inspires you? Life, love, the possibility of what is possible to know that we all have extraordinary potential that hasn't been tapped into based on life, right? That to know that there's a better tomorrow, to know that children are going to be happier as a result of my work. I want every child to come home and feel like their home is their kingdom that they're loved, they're cherished, they're respected, they're taken care of, that they can be free to be. And what inspires me? The next breath. Nice. <laughs> so true. What is your big dream? My big dream is to leave a legacy where of consciousness where people can understand and take the tools that are before them and use them to create their own life. My dream is to know that this is gonna go on for, for my children's 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 children to the seventh generation, that there is an impact in the world that it will ripple out far after I'm no longer here. Okay, so you sat with an entrepreneur for the last 45 minutes and you're gonna leave them with Rocio's words of wisdom. What would you share? Oh, wow. I would say take courageous actions every day. Build your confidence in any way that you know how, and you already know how to do that. Step into your vision, like authentically what you desire to own your power. And that means like go reclaim it, bring it back into you and live from there. Tap into your energy, showing what you have. And then being able to review and reflect. I think reflection is one of the most important things that any one of us can do because that's where we learn from the past and also from the present, which will dictate what our futures look like. And to be able to take some time, be adaptable to change, do deep reflection, do self-care, take care of yourself first, give to yourself first before you give to others because that which we deplete ourselves for will end up resenting. Mm, so true. take action every day that's it believe 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 <laughs> thank you so much for just today what a wonderful conversation and thank you for your authenticity and vulnerability and in, in putting your story out there and and serving the world through your pain and experience thank you for the privilege to be here if you enjoyed the show please like subscribe or leave a review we have a free gift for you at addvaluemindset.com. That's A-D-D-value-mindset.com.
We've collected some of the best mindset secrets shared by successful entrepreneurs on our podcast, and we want to give them to you for free. ADDValueMindset.com. In our next episode, Angel Tussie and Robert talk about her journey from radio host and TV producer to helping entrepreneurs increase their exposure in the media. Marketing is about what people are saying about you. So we need to get more people talking about you. Angel shares how important it is to protect your relationships and celebrate and laugh in your business.